Anchormates, what's up? This is episode number 81 of Midnight Coffee Hour. I'm your host, Brian Best, and uh, let's get started. Question number one, are you more or less religious than your parents? My answer would be both. On In the case with my dad, he uh, I've never heard him talk about religion unless somebody else has brought it up. Uh, he's gone to church with me a couple times. I don't believe he owns any holy scriptures. I yeah I don't I don't think that that really crosses his mind. And on the flip side, that's sort of the the same with me to my mom. My mom goes to a Catholic church every week. They have that. That's a new. That's only started in the last couple of years. Um, and you know. I've got a little sibling that she's wanting to be Catholic, and so they've got their scriptures and such. So, but, I mean, the thing is, I used to be a lot more in touch with my spiritual side and uh, a lot more connected, I guess, grounded. I don't know what the word is. Um, but I have allowed myself to be distracted and um, kind of, I don't know, just not not keep that as high of a priority as priority as it should be um so i want to put my mom in the more religious than me bucket so question number two do you perform better when competing or when collaborating um i think the idea of collaborating is really cool because uh it's a group you have you know more minds more perspectives um more ways of solving the same problem However, I find that when I am collaborating, um, for the majority of the time, there's things that people are doing that you could do faster, and there's slack to be picked up. So I would say that myself, I compete better when I am competing. I, I perform better when I'm competing. Question number three, do you ever mix it up and socialize with different people at school? Well, I don't go to school anymore, but I get the concept, and back when I did, yeah, I uh, I didn't really stick to one click or really have a click, um, and I suppose that's because I was in many click groups. I, I guess you know I was in orchestra, that's its own community. I was in uh, choir, that's its own community. But those two communities of orchestra and, and choir they're composed of many people who f- are in other groups um, I don't know I I liked rock music therefore I was part of the the uh, goth slash emo click I guess you would call that I skateboarded so I was in that click you know I mean like there was a ton of stuff I <laughs> You know, all the, I don't know, it's so, for me, that question, you know, did, do you ever mix it up and socialize with different people at school? That's sort of all I did, and that's kind of how I was uh, popular, or at least I felt popular, was because I was just kind of cool with everybody. I didn't really disassociate with anyone, um, and so, yeah, we're all, we're all cool dudes and uh, ladies so question number four 
What are the most memorable meals you've ever had? Um, so I had a brain injury when I was about 16, and uh, following that, I was in a rehabilitation center for a while, learning how to see and walk and talk. And uh, I remember their meals were really good. They had this little plastic top to all of their dishes, you know, to keep the germs out or whatnot. But then when you get it and it's at your bed, you lift up that top and all the steam just kind of rolls out. And, you know, you get hit with the visual and, uh, you know, the smell, sensory, just anyway. And it was super good food, too. Um, yeah, the, they definitely knew what they were doing. Another uh, memorable meal that I had was my 21st birthday. I went to a place, oh, what's it called? It was called Flame Steakhouse and Wine Bar. It's in Springfield, Missouri. And uh, they had these, these chandeliers that were two stories high. They had entire walls, again, two stories high, of wine racks. Um, and the service was just amazing. The the the, uh, the servers um, they just really valued you, and they took care of you really well. And anyway, the the meal itself, I think I had some steak. And my first ever drink was called a Double O Seven, which was terrible. <laughs> it was mostly like vodka and and some other nasty stuff. Uh, zero flavor, straight booze. Um, yeah, but the service was really good, and I ended up tipping him, I don't know, 20 bucks or 30 bucks, maybe 50, I don't remember. I remember it was an expensive meal. Um, however, what was cool about that is you go down the stairs, two stories, into sort of like the sub-level, and that is the uh, wine bar called Red Room. And so I was at the Red Room, you know, I'd already paid for my meal, signed the ticket, all that kind of stuff. I'm going somewhere else. I don't think that the bar t- the server knew that I would be headed that way or that I was even staying in the vicinity. Uh, but anyway, I got some mixed drinks that were still to this day the best mixed drinks I've ever had. And I can't put a name on what they're called. Um, and they were free. They, they came from the bartender. Um, they were free, and he said they were gifts from my server, which is awesome. So... That's a, a memorable, memorable meal that I've had. Um, question number six. What magazines do you read and how do you read them? Well, I don't read magazines. I own some magazines. That's purely for aesthetic appeal. Um, I got them for free and they just make me look like I <laughs> care <laughs> about certain topics, which I, I don't really. So um, I'll take this question as... What books do I read and how do I read them? So the books that I read are self-help books. Um, They're mostly like entrepreneurial. They're either something to help grow you or to grow your business or to, yeah, help you understand things. And so I I like that style. I I learn something new uh, every time I open a book. And how do I read them? Thoroughly. Um, a popular way to read books is not to read them. It's to skim them. 
and that works to an extent you'll get some some good information but you will 100% miss a lot of valuable points that uh, you would not miss if you took the time to, to find them and so for me the reason that I don't skim books is because I wonder if the very few things that I miss or perhaps the very many things that I miss what if they are the key what if they are what I've been looking for what if they're the answer to my questions that'll get me started today you know and get me moving forward so because of that I I like to be thorough and so I will read every word and sometimes I'll read that same word 15 times because I'll you know be reading while while someone's watching TV and I'll get distracted and I'll have to restart that paragraph 15 some odd times until I finally remember what I just read um, so, yeah, I read self-help, and uh, I read them thoroughly. Question number seven, have you ever changed a family member's mind? Uh, yeah, who hasn't? Um, like a big decision, let me think. I don't know, that's a hard question to answer. Um... I can think of a time where I really tried to change a family member's mind and they would not listen to me and in turn they lost $2,000 um, my stepdad was trading a company called Sun Edison stock trading um, just as I was and uh, so we were both you know, investing in the same business um, but the difference is, is he was running off of a uh, inside guy, letting him know what's happening, and I was running off of technical analysis. So I was reading the charts, and I had all my um, tools, charting tools, you know, and the fundamentals. And um, yeah, I I saw the shit hit the fan, and I backed out. I took a small gain. I think my the total amount of money I had in it at the time was about two thousand dollars, and I ended up taking out six hundred bucks. So I made six hundred, stepped out, um, and I'm glad that I did when I did because the uh, company for the next like three months continued to slowly uh, de-escalate until finally it was removed from the stock market because it was worth nothing. Um, and I kept trying to tell him and tell my mom, who's married to him, like, hey, he needs to get out of that. <laughs> he's going to he's gonna find himself in a shitty situation. I don't, I don't see it turning around. And I continue to watch that for their sake for the next three months and try to find some sort of justification for it to turn around. And I, I couldn't, and I didn't. Um, so, yeah, that was an instance where I did my best to change a family member's mind, but... Uh, you know, some people are just very stubborn, or they don't value your opinion, regardless of what background you have. Um, they they're gonna take a friend over you. So that was one moment where I tried really hard and could not change a family member's mind. Um, but I think we all try to change our family members' minds all the time, and and we do. So 
it's just kind of a difficult question because that happens all the time. Okay, uh, question number eight. Okay, that's stupid. I'm not going to answer that question. It's another question asking about uh, presidential debates, but those already happened, so that question is old. Um, I'll just change the question. <laughs> if, if we're remaining in politics, question number eight. Who would you like to see run for president in uh, the next election? Well, thanks for asking um, I think it would be really... I don't know. <laughs> I... Have re... Uh, okay. People that I think would be cool to run up as president. Um, I liked Al Gore. He's a pretty cool dude. I liked uh, his peaceful mindset. I liked uh, Mitt Romney, which many people did not. But I just like that he uh, he valued, you know, spirituality, and uh, insisted on keeping that uh, as a constant priority even during his election. I liked uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, he was a politician in California, among many other things, and he has succeeded in uh, just about everything he's ever tried. So I. As a role model, I would really like to see him run for president. So, uh, that's my weird answer to that question I just made up. Number nine, what are the best souvenirs you've ever collected while traveling? Um, hmm. Well, when I was in Cancun... I got this little string puppet deal, and uh, that was pretty cool. It cost me a bit, um, because even in our fancy resort hotel, I still had my Game Boy Advance and my MP3 player stolen, uh, and I think a few things have been stolen from my mom as well, but uh, in exchange, I got a little wooden puppet for I think five dollars and that was pretty cool and it's somewhere in my parents place still so that was neat another souvenir mo I mean most of the souvenirs I grab are aren't like big flashy things they're like a rock or you know something I connected with or uh, or something small like a little ticket that has all the information on it <clears throat> because I I don't know I, I just don't uh, buy nice big expensive things when I'm traveling um, question number 10 I guess we're already there do you like scary movies and books yes I do like scary movies and books <clears throat> however I haven't read that many scary books I've read The Sh not The Shining. Um, I've read uh, The Stand by Stephen King. And that's it. That's the only scary book I've ever read. Um, but yeah, I like scary movies. I guess since we skipped a question back there, what's my favorite scary movie? 
I shouldn't have asked that either. Let me think. I don't know. I'll get back to you on the next podcast with that one. Uh, but I do like scary movies. I just can't think of one really good one right now. Unless maybe the butterfly effect. I don't think that's a scary movie, but I really like that. Anyway, uh, if it is daytime where you're at, I hope you have an awesome rest of the day, and hopefully this helped your commute. And if it is nighttime, I hope that you get some excellent sleep and are super stoked for tomorrow. See you around.